Hello, this is Chris Vaughn with the Life Relaunched Podcast. I'm glad you're with us again today. Hey, it's a great day to be alive. I want to encourage you right now. Don't look back. There's too much to look ahead to look forward to. Part of one of the things that I always want to do is uh, I love stories that just inspire me. I love stories of people who fight, fight life through. And I uh, heard a poem years ago. I love it. It says, great it is to dream a dream when you stand in youth by the starry stream. But a greater thing is to fight life through and say at the end, the dream came true. Um, you know, sometimes I don't know about you. Uh, life is hard. Life, life is sometimes just frustrating. And uh, we all take and I call it a gut punch. And again, life relaunch is really kind of focused on people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, but it's also just anybody who's taken a gut punch, uh, divorce, lost your job. You know, I mean. Wow, lost a loved one, and it just seems there's nowhere to go. Uh, I love stories about people who overcome obstacles and fight life through, and uh, at the end can say it came true. You know, um, there's so much hope out there. There's so much great day we live in. One of the people that I love to read about, I've always loved his story. There's a guy, and he was born... In around um, 1890, um, for the turn of the century, I mean, uh, when he was born, there were no planes, very little electricity in America. And he grew up hard. Um, I read a statistic one time, and, it's, uh, and I looked it up and started saying it's true. 75% of all the top 100 influencers in the world from 1901 from 1900 to the year 2000, um, if you take the top 100 people who influenced uh, world events, uh, very influential people, 75% of them came up with some type of difficulty. Um, they either had a physical disability, um, or the wrong color at that time, uh, wrong uh, country at that time. Um, they either had a, a physical limitation, financial limitation, hardships, um, but they fought life through. Um, this guy, his father died when he was about five years old. And, um, so he had to help take care of his younger sis uh, siblings, uh, while his mother worked. Uh, he left home at age 13. Um, he, uh, during that time he was a farmer. So in, uh, so that would be 1903. He leaves home. He's a chemistry conductor, a railroad fireman. Um, he ran a ferry boat company. He sold trees. He operated a service station. Uh, but one of the things that he had learned to do, uh, taking care of his siblings, was cook. He learned how to cook. And at his service station, he got to where, to try to make extra money, um, he would make uh, meals for some of the people who traveled. And um, many times, they say, he would even take the meal that he had cooked for his family, and he would sell that because he needed the money. Money was tight. Uh, those were hard times, hard days. Um, you would think that it would get easier. Um, but it didn't, you know, it, it, it was always hard. Actually, in one part, he had a, a dispute with another service uh, station and, um, he went with a couple men to confront the guy because the guy was tearing up his signs and the other guy pulled out a gun and shot and killed one of the men he was with, of which this guy that we're talking about, he pulls out his gun and he shoots the other guy. Um, so he was involved in a shootout. 
Um, he didn't have press any charges. They did press charges against the other guy because he uh, killed this guy's uh, friend. Um, but somewhere around 1930. So um, he was born in 1890. So this is 1930. That's 40 years. He's in his 40s now. He began making uh, certain meals and it began to get notoriety. Um, in just a few years, five or six years, um, there were, um, you know, it's almost like Yelp today, uh, listings. And he, he was listed in a book called Adventures in Good Eating because of what he was known for. Uh, he had a secret recipe and you're probably starting to guess who I'm talking about in this secret recipe. It, uh, it had certain herbs and spices and he cooked his signature meal a certain way. And he had the idea around 1952. So he started in 1930. So now this is 52. He's 62 years old when he sold his first franchise. And that was in Salt Lake City. And that was the first opening of an outlet called Kentucky Fried Chicken at 62. And he continued franchising. And by 63, 1963, at which point now he's 73. There were more than 600 franchised outlets for Kentucky Fried Chickens in the United States and Canada. And in 1964, at the age of 73, it's before he had his birthday, he sold Kentucky Fried Chicken Corporation for $2 million. And he remained the face of the company. But Colonel Harlan Sanders, when you think about it, did not hit success until he was in his 50s or 60s. That's a lot of life. And, you know, a lot of people will sit back and go, well, you know, hey, that was him and I'm me. Hey, listen, if he can do it, you can do it. I had a, I, I, years ago, I had a guy and he made a comment. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was some speaker. I don't even know what I was at. And he made the statement. He said, if you want to do something in life, find somebody who's doing it and copy them. He said, there's no you know, secret ingredient in the world. Just copy what they do. And at that time, I wanted to be a speaker and speak in different churches and different groups. And I have a friend who's still very successful at that. And I asked him, what did he do? And he told me, he said, there's three things. He told me these three things to do. He said, if you do these three things, he said, you will stay busy and have repeat business speaking for other groups. I said, sounds great to me. That's what I'm going to do. So I began to do exactly what he did. And I started speaking. In other, church, in other churches and groups and doing seminars. And I had a lot of repeat business. A number of years later, I had a guy, he, he takes me to lunch, goes to a Cracker Barrel. His name's Tim. And he looked at me, he says, I've been wanting to do what you do for years. He says, everybody just keeps telling me to just wait. God will make it happen. You know, he says, what do you do? He said, well, how did you, and I told him, I, and I, I got, I, I said, get a notebook out. I gave him these three things and I'd tell you the three things, but unless you want to do that, these three things mean nothing to you. And I said, this is what I do. I said, this is the three things I do. And so he wrote them out and um, it was probably a year later we saw each other. And I asked him, I said, Tim, how's it going? How, how are things going? He said, man, he goes, I'm booked up. And this is what got me. He goes, I'm booked up a year and a half. He says, man, he says, everything's working. He says, what you said was right. What you said was right. Now, here's what's funny. My schedule had actually diminished a little bit. 
I was still scheduled good, but I wasn't scheduled as good as I, should, I, I would have liked to have been. But you know why? I quit doing what I had told him to do. And so you have to do something. So I want to look at a couple things uh, Harlan Sanders did and did well. Number one, he didn't put off for tomorrow what he could have done today. He could have sat back and said, you know, I'm, I'm 62 years old. In fact, they say he took his Social Security check when he started franchising. He was only getting $105 a month. And that's what he started with at 62. So don't ever let that age stop you. He didn't put off for tomorrow what he could do today. And the question is, is what can you do today? Where do you want to go? What, what life do you want to have? There's something you can do today to begin that process. One of it would be find somebody who's doing what you want to do and start emulating what they do. Learn what they do. Study what they do. Number two, he started with what he had. Again, all he had was $105 a month, Social Security. But he started with that. And again, if you sit back and say, you know, well, it'll, you know, I'll just wait until I get this. I'll wait until I get that. You'll never start. That's all there is to it. Either start with what you have or don't. I had a guy tell me years ago, this is years ago. He told me, he says he felt that God had told him, that's, that's a pretty bold statement, to write books, certain types of books. And um, he was a prolific writer with the legal pad. He says, but I got to get me a typewriter. So we got a typewriter. And a number of months later, a year later, he said, man, I got to get a word processor. That'd be easier. And this is back when word processors were still typewriters. This is back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. You know, and, but, but you could type it there and edit it there, and then it would you know, print it out. And uh, he says, I got to get a word processor. I, you know, the reason, you know, I, that's what's going to make it right. Well, then he had to get a laptop. Now, this is back in the days when laptops didn't have hard drives, had floppy drives. <laughs> oh, my God, that sounds old. And he, so he, he got that. He's still never written a book. He could have written those books with the legal pad. There was a very prolific author I, I, I know of. And I had a friend who's he's passed away now. This is years ago. We were talking and I mentioned this guy. He goes, oh, I grew up around him and his dad. And the dad's the guy. And he said, you know, he said, the funny thing was, he said, you could be in a room. And he said, everything going on. And he said, he said, he never even would look up. He said, all he would do is he said he had this legal pad. He was always writing. I said, what was he writing? He goes, those books. He said, all these little books he had. And this guy had tons of books. I mean, just, I think, I think at the time he died, he had written us like a hundred books, some small, some large. But what had he done? He had taken what he had and he used it. Number three, look forward and not back. And you have to really believe and you ought to say to yourself, today is the greatest day I've ever had. In fact, today is the only day you have. So there's no reason to, uh, you know, <laughs> turn it into something bad. Today's the only day you got to work with, so make it the greatest day you have. And lastly, Colonel Sanders didn't quit. He did not quit. At 62, he was still going. He died in 1980, I believe. Yes. So he was 90 years old. And he was still, up until the last few years of his life, working as the face and the spokesman for Kentucky Fried Chicken. He didn't quit. So I want to encourage you, no matter what you're going through, next time you eat some Kentucky Fried Chicken, let it inspire you to do something better, to do something more, and to not let life pass you by. Hey, I appreciate you listening. I really hope, I really hope that you don't quit.
Life's too precious. Life's too precious a gift just to waste. Life's too precious a gift just to not do anything. So I want to encourage you. Do your best. Give your best. And start today. So that your life can be relaunched. And this is Chris Vaughn. Thanks for listening. If you will, follow this podcast and subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast from. Our Heart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. And tell your friends. Because again, life's too short to let it slip past. Let's make the most of it. And remember, you're anointed to win, empowered to prosper, and impossible to curse. And this is Life Relaunched. I'll see you next week.